The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Dab Lamid. Today's daf is being studied by Adun Shmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Adun Shmat Moshe ben Miriam, Mr. Mo Hidri Alav Shalom, during the week of his yotzeit dedicated by his family. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chavtet Amud Bet. And we are three lines from the bottom. We said a klal, a rule, that used to apply in the Bet HaMikdash. The rule was that that would be somebody, the Kohen, that had a bowel movement, so he would have to go after that to the Mikveh, to, to Bila. However, we said that if he was um, had only... Uh, Urination, so then already it's only Kiddushadayim Venaglayim. He only has to wash his hands and his feet. So the Gemara says, Bishlama Raglayim. He says, I understand why you have to wash the queen's feet. Mishum Nitzotzot. Because we know that sometimes there is drops from the Meraglayim that sprinkle on his feet. So therefore we understand why the Kiddushadayim is necessary. But why does he have to wash his hands? What's the Kiddush Yadayim for? So, From here we can learn So we see over here that there's a Mitzvah to clean the Nitzotzot To wash or to wipe off the Nitzotzot The drops that fall on his legs So therefore his hands also are going to become Dirty. His feet are dirty because there's nitzotzot on his feet. His hands are dirty because there's a mitzvah to brush them off or to clean them off. Why is there a mitzvah to brush off the uh, nitzotzot that are on his legs? So Rashi on the top, Rashi says, Mitzvah l'shavshem biyado, nitzotzot shemer aglam and nitazim al raglav, shelo yetze ba'en chutz. We don't want him to go outside with them. V'nir'eh kichrut shavcha. Because then he'll give the appearance that if he is maimed, in that place. Why? Which means a person that has a uh, wound, let's say, uh, that in that place over there, so he is not able to uh, urinate straight. It goes uh, and sprinkles all over the place. And what's the problem with that? So I think he's a Khrushchev I think he's, uh, he was uh, dismembered. So the Gemara says, Well, a Khrushchev she says, He cannot have children. That this guy does have children. So the people are going to think that his children are mamzerim. So therefore, in order to get, get away from that suspicion, the Gemara says, Mitzvah leshavshif. There's indeed a mitzvah to wash off the nitzotzot off the uh, legs as well. So therefore, that, under, that explains to us the kidushadayim veraglayim. Mesayah le lerabi ameh. We have a uh, proof. So what Rabbi Amir said, the Amar Rabbi Amir asur le Adam sheyetze benitzotzot shal gabe raglav vepene shenere kichrut shavcha umotzi laaz al banav shehen mamzerin. 
clearly that a person should not go out with the tzitzit on his legs because it's going to give the appearance that he's a kruchavka that again that he has a wound over there in that place it was cut and therefore he cannot uh, have the medag gland go out in the normal way it doesn't flow, it, it sprinkles and therefore they're going to say that his children are not his because the kruchavka cannot have children and therefore they're going to have a problem of I mean, memzerut comes the Gemara and says Amar Raftafta Raftafta said So'ah bimkoma asur likrot kiriyat shema that if a person has so'ah which is excrement in its place which means in the pitabat that's the version of the bowel which means it's in that spot over there so he says any so'ah that's in the place asur likrot kiriyat shema so it's forbidden to read for that matter, it would be asut to learn, or pray, or do anything of Kiddushah. So that's the Papa's Kiddush. Again, the reason why we're discussing this now is because we just discussed uh, the bowel movements of the Kohen and the Vet HaMikdash. Now they're going exactly, you know, what he's allowed to do and what a person is not allowed to do with Tso'ah. So the Gemara says, What's the case of Tso'ah b'fitabah? Idnir et... Which means, if the tzoah is visible, which means, let's say, obviously, if the guy's not dressed, if it's, if it's visible, peshita, that's obvious that you're not going to be allowed to read the kiryat shema, because we know you're not allowed to read shema in a place where there's tzoah. Like it's a Mishnah Masikh Berachot we learned. It said, We said, You have to be away. Here it's on you, and it's visible, so certainly it's going to be. Uh, asur. We don't have to. We don't need to up papa to come and tell me something, something so obvious. Now, it, which means if it's not visible, meaning even if a person disrobes, you can't see the tzoah. And the Torah was not given to angels, which means the Gemara is trying to say it's impossible to be so careful to a drop of tzoah that's not even visible. How could uh, you hold a person liable that he can't read Kiryat Shema? So, what are you talking about? If it's not eat, it's obvious. If it's not to eat, it's uh, it's uh, not. We're not malachim We're not angels that we could, um, uh, you know, um, detect these things. So comes the Gemara and says, "Lord Sericha, the Yoshev v'nidet, Omed ve'enanidet." When he sits, so then already the tzoah is visible. However, when he's standing. Which means when he stands, it seems it covers it up, so it cannot be seen. But when he sits, so then already it is visible. So in that case over there, the Papa is coming to say that so long as the Su'ah is in the Pitaba, it is still Asur to read Kiryat Shema. Now, which means uh, without the Papa, I could have said that the Mishnah Berachot is talking about where it's visible in all cases. His hadush is that even if it's not visible when you're standing, but it is visible when you sit, still that's going to be a case of isur. So the Gemara says, Umay shena al Why is your statement any different than the statement that we had regarding tsoah, excrement on his flesh? The itmar tsoah al besaro. Guy has tsoah on his flesh, but it's covered with a garment, meaning. Under his clothes, let's say. Okay? So now... The Gemara has a machloket over here. So'ah al-besaro o'shayu yadab bebet ha-kiseh. Let's say he had his hands in the bathroom. Or even one of his hands in the bathroom. 
For example, he's standing in a place and he extends his hand into the bathroom. So his hand is in the bath and he wants to say Kiryat Shema while his hand is extended in the bath Not his body, just his hand. So the Gemara says, we have a machloket over here. Ravuna Amar Mutar Lekrot Kiryat Shema. Ravuna says it is permissible in such a case to read the Kiryat Shema. Why? Because Ravuna's opinion is that even though he has Tsua'a on the parts of his body, so long as he doesn't have Tsua'a on his mouth or his nose, because that's the area that he breathes, and the person says, mm-hmm. that so long as those parts of the body are clean, even though the other parts might have Tsua'a on them, that's enough. Meaning from the word Neshima. So long as the breathing nice. parts of your body are okay, doesn't matter where the Torah is. He says Asur. And what's Rav Hazda's logic? Because he learns from the Pasuk, All my limbs have to be worthy. All my limbs have to be worthy to give the praise to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, so now, regardless, this makhluk between Rav Hunan and Hazda, none of the opinions are going like Rav Papa. Rav Huna clearly holds, if you have Tzua on your body, it's Mutar. So it's clearly against the Papa. Rav Papa said, if you have Tzua, the Pitabat is going to be Asur. Secondly, even according to Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda's logic was uh, that it's Asur to read only Kiryat Shema in a place that was Galui. Which means that you know, if he takes off his uh, garment, the Tzua is right there in a visible place. But in a place that's mechuseh, like the Pita Ba'at, Rav Hazda, who says he was Oseh? I mean, the only makhluk it was on visible so'ah. Which happens under his garment, but so what? You take off the garment, you see it. Mashi'inken, according to Rav Papa, he was Oseh, even when the guy's standing, it's not even in the eat. And therefore, Rav Papa, you're not going, not like Rav Huna, and not like Rav Hazda. That is the question of the Gemara. So comes the Gemara and answers... In its place is a great Zuhama. In the Pita Bath, obviously, there's a great, we'll call it, you want to call it a reya, or smell, or sweat, and therefore, it's going to be Asur regardless. Pita Bath is worse than any part of the body. Because there's uh, uh, disgusting in that place over there. Outside of the place where it's not that um, malodorous. Not that there's not such a smell. So there, we'll have a machloket. There, Ravuna and Ravazda will argue. So there's a difference between Pita Ba'at and the rest of the body. Everybody will also say Pita Ba'at. Even Ravuna that was Matir, Pita Ba'at's the worst. Because there's Nafizu Ama. But that Ravazda also said. And the machloket was in other parts of the body that are exposed. There we have machloket Ravuna and Ravazda. So to conclude the laws of Tso'a that we just come out of this Gemara is like this. Tso'ah that is revealed Meaning that's not covered at all Whether it's on the person's body Or whether it's in front of him So the deen is fu'amot You have to be fu'amot away uh, From the place even where the smell ends In order to read Kiryat Shema Now Tso'ah that's on his body That's covered with a begid Now if it's in the pita ba'at So then only if it's visible when he sits Then everybody's going to say it's Asur. However, if it's not visible, even when he's sitting, as well as he's standing, and therefore, everybody will hold it is Mutar. If he has So'ah on his body, covered by a 
garment. So there we have a machlok of Ravuna and Ravchazda. Ravuna says mutar, unless it's on the chotem and the peh. And Ravchazda says, Kalat Rutai Toman is going to say asur. So that's basically that's together. Let's read the Rashi inside here. Let's read the Rashi starting from the second Rashi, Bim Koma. Right? So Abim Koma, Benekev Piatabat Asur de Lekot Kiriat Shema. Yadav Bebetekise, or he has his hand, let's say, in the Betekise, Mechitzam Mafseket. He has a wall separating. Ubetekise Lifnima Mechitzam. And the Betekise is beyond the wall. Vezech Nis Yadav Derech Horshev Mechitzam. He stick his hand in a hole, so therefore his hand is in the bed kisse, but he's behind the bed kisse. There's nothing on it. There's nothing what? On his hand. No. Somebody in the bed kisse, but he says, but So the question is, can you say kiriat shema when your part of your body is in a place of kinofit, in a place of um, dirt? The only reason why Rafazda was also because kalasmotai, aval, mishum zuamatareya, no. But it's much way it was not all said because of the the smell and things like that. So which is the way we understood the, the question is is that that was only all said on on because it's 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 revealed. It's on him. But Sha'akin when it's covered up and then and then and then Motomakom, he wasn't all said. So in its place there's a lot of sweat and smell. Shehamahi. Because over there, it's obviously uh, it's covered place, so it's it's hot over there. Shelo There's no access of air over there. Therefore, the smell cannot uh, dissipate. Okay, now we go to the next sugya. We have a brayta halacha b'sauda. The following is a halacha regarding a sauda when a person is sitting down to a meal. Adam yotzel lehashtin. A person, let's say, in the middle of the Sauda, goes out to be mashtin. He goes out to urinate. Rashi says, Adam shiatzam etoka Sauda lashtin ma'im notel yado achat otash shivshiv ba'nitzotzot. He only has to wash one hand. The hand that he used to clean the nitzotzot, the uh, drops. We said that he has to clean the nut drops off his legs. So therefore, that one hand that he used, he has to wash. So again, Adam yotzel lashtin ma'im. Notel yado ahat, he washes one hand, then nichnas, and then he enters the seuda. Diber im havero. Well, let's say in the middle of the seuda, he got into a lengthy conversation with his friend, viflik, and they, it was lengthy, as I said, and therefore he took his mind off the seuda, meaning he washed the tayadim in the beginning of the seuda for bread. That's what we're talking about. Now in the middle of the seuda, he ended up having a long conversation, so he took his mind off his. Yadayim. And therefore you're concerned that in the course of the conversation, maybe touch parts of his body and stuff like that that are not clean. And now already he has to make a netila yadayim again. So this discussion of the Gemara is really what we call in the halakha, ma'im imsa'im. There's ma'im rishonim, which is netila yadayim before the sauda, And we know about ma'im maharonim, that you make right before Brikat Tamazot. This is called ma'im imsa'im. The middle waters, where sometimes in the middle of the course of a sauda, you did something, your hands become uh, dirty, like going to the bathroom, and in this case, we're having a lengthy conversation, therefore your mind is off it. So it says, in that case, that case, you're worried that both your hands got dirty, so you have to wash both your hands, okay, then he enters. And when you wash your hands in both these cases, don't wash your hands outside and then enter the Sauda again. Because of the suspicion. 
Because the guy, the people sitting with you see you go out. He says, oh, the guy went to the bathroom. And then you come back and you just sit down to eat. They're going to say, look at this guy, he didn't wash his hands. What kind of guy is this over here? So therefore, they want you to wash your hands in front of all the people sitting around the table. So they'll know that you wash your hands. So you won't come to Hashad. Ela nichnas, v'yoshev b'mkomo, v'notel shetei yadav. Okay, v'notel shetei yadav. Seems that the Gemara is really going on the case of... Uh, when he was talking to his friends, where he has to wash both of his hands, umahazira tafia ala orchin, and then just to make the point, he takes the tafia. The tafia is the uh, is the pitcher where they pour the water to make the tayadai. He passes it around to the guests, meaning he says, "Does anybody else have to make the uh, tayadai over here?" When he wants to make it evident that he just washed his hand, so he passes around the tafia to the guests. Amar abhazda lo amaran ela lishtot. This is only talking about where he's coming back to the soda, where he basically finished eating his bread, where he's just coming back to drink. So if you're just coming back to drink, then you have to make the tilat yadayim in front of the guests. Then why would you have to make the tilat yadayim anymore? You finished eating bread. So that she said that we're concerned that during the drinking you might, you know, change your mind, you might start eating some bread. So you have to make that yadayim just in case you can eat some bread. Now what's the reason? Because when it comes to drinking, People will say, ah, oh, this guy, it's only drinking, he didn't wash his hands. You know, so they're going to suspect him. So therefore, when it comes to drinking, where people maybe are lenient not to wash their hands, so wash in front of them to show that, you know, you did the right thing. But if you're going back to eat, you can wash your hands even away from the guests. Why? Everybody knows that a person is usually sensitive or finicky when it comes to eating without washing his hands. So therefore, when it comes to eating, no one's going to suspect him. When it comes to drinking, you have to suspect him. Amar of Nachman, Everybody knows when it comes to me, that even if I'm coming back to drink, they know I washed. Why? Because I'm a very finicky person. And therefore, they know me already. That when Nachman comes to the Saudi, he can wash since even outside. Because nobody's going to suspect him because they know even for drinking, he's going to wash. Let's read Rashi now, all these Rashis. Halakha b'Sauda. כלומר, הלכה זו אמרו בלכות סעודה. אדם שיצא מתוך הסעודה להשתיד מים, נוטל ידו אחת, אותה ששפשף בה ניצוצות, והפליג שעה. Meaning when he was talking to his friend, he delayed. נוטל שתי ידיו, תכיוון שהפליג שעה אחת, since he delayed in the סעודה for a long time, או שתיים, שעה אחת doesn't mean an hour, it means a period of time or two. And now his hands are moving around, they're touching places. That's the jug That's the jug that they pour the water on the hands. And the Shamosh goes around to all the guys and says, Yes, anybody else have to wash? Which means the, the, the purpose of that, uh, purpose of that situation is, so everybody knows that this guy who left, I should say Shiatza, I would say, the Zion changes it. Oh no, Zeshin Nichnas. Okay, the one that entered now uh, washed his hands. Lo Amaran de Lo Yitol Bachutz. When do we say that he doesn't have to wash? 
Customers after even they eat bread, they will still drink at the end of the Sa'udah. Mm-hmm. So this is a normal thing to happen, that you finish your bread eating, but you're still drinking. The reason why you might put a piece of bread in your mouth. That's, that, that why, that's why it renders They're not going to suspect him. Okay. There's a situation where you say Rafa now. There's a situation where you say from from Rashi it's Mashra you wouldn't make a beracha because it's only on a sefik that you might come to eat uh, bread again. So for the chara you're just doing it, you know, sefik. So the chara even though Rashi didn't say it, we could deduce that the beracha would not be made. He's not even going to the bathroom. Just he delayed. Correct. Right, because your hands are all over the place. Wow. And now the poskim do discuss what happens with uh, if a guy takes his uh, mind off the Sauda. Okay, we go to the next Mishnah. In Adam nechnas la'azara la'avoda afilu tahor adshidbol. That rule. Nobody could go into the azara. That's the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash for service, the dua avoda, even if he's tahor, until he goes to the mikveh. Yeah, that's the rule. Anytime anybody enters the Bet HaMikdash, even if he's tahor, he's got to go to the Mikveh first. As she says, La'avoda, la'av davka. When it says to serve, it doesn't mean davka to serve. Te'en adam nechnas ta'azarat shi'idbol. Regardless. I mean, even if he's a Yisrael, and he wants to go to the Azara, he has to go to the Mikveh first. Look at the Tosafot. En adam nechnas ta'avoda afilu tahor ad she'hu tobel. La'av davka la'avoda, ila afilu shaita de la'av avodai. Which means even the shaita, which we learned, is kishira bezad. That's not an avoda. Still, the guy wants to go to the Azad to make shaita an animal. He's got to go to the mikveh first. Okay, and he brings a proof to us what from the Yerushalmi. So comes the Gemara Mishnah and says, "Chamesh tevilot va'asara kedushin tovel kohen gadol u'mekadesh bo bayom." The kohen gadol on Kippur goes to the mikveh five times. And he washes his hands and legs from the kiyor ten times. Okay, the Mishnah Gemara is going to tell us exactly when they did them. Vechulan bekodesh al bet parva, and all the tevilot are done in the area of the Bet Hamikdash of Kodesh in the chamber called Bet Parva. If you remember, we said that on the Bet Parva, on the roof of Bet Parva, there was a mikveh. So he would go to the roof of Bet Parva and go chutz mizu bilvad, except for the first tevila. The first tevilah was done not in the Kodesh, which is when he would come into the Beit Hamikdash on Kippur, he would take off his uh, regular garments now, and he would put on the Big Day Kodesh for the first time. But that dipping is the dipping of everybody. That when you go to the Azara for the first time of the day, you have to go to the Big Day. It says what they would do is as he would walk in, they would take a sedin shilbut, a, a cloth made of linen, and they would just hold it up. Like a, for, to make a curtain. Uh, curtain in order to separate between him and the people because all the people in the Azara they don't want to see the Kohen Gadol disrobing and going to the Mikveh so they would uh, cover him up like that he'd be on the other side like a changing room and he would go to the Mikveh that was the only time he would go to the Mikveh during that day outside of the Kodesh look at Rashi Hamesh Tevidot Yadif Rabbi Gemara the Gemara will learn that it's first on the roof of the Shkat Peta Parva Incidentally, the She'elot of Chot HaRashbah learns from over here that you see, you can build a mikveh on the roof. 
It's a whole discussion. Is a mikveh kasher or not? Is even the Beit Hamikdash the Kohen Gadol on the holiest day of the year went to the mikveh on the roof? Chutz mizu harishona, except for the first tevila she'ena ba'ah chovad yom kipurim. The first tevila is not for kipur. They are kol yom anami ita. Every day you go there. Every day you have to go to that mikveh. Avad tevilot ba'ot chovad yom kipurim ketiv bim bimkom bimakom kadosh. Regarding the mikveh of all the other dippings, it says b'makom kadosh in a holy place. Mashiach, the first one doesn't have to be in a holy place; it could be outside even. Ben Yanad Acharemot. Good. Comes the Gemara and says, "Shalu et Ben Zoma." They asked Ben Zoma, "Tevila Zulama." What's the What's the reason? What's the reason why when the Kohen goes in to serve every day, what do you got to go to the mikveh for? He's tahor. What's the purpose? You tell me that he's got to go to the, 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 the mikveh. Amad lahem. And what a Kohen that changes his garments from holy garments to holy garments. The Kohen changes his clothes all day long. He goes from Begdel Avan to Begdel Zahav to Begdel Avan to Begdel Zahav as he's going in and out of the Kodesh Kodeshim. Every time he changes his garments from Begdel Avan, which are Kodesh, to Kodesh, he must go to the Mikveh in between. So he says, if I give a Kohen, I have to go to the Mikveh. What he's changing his garments from Kodesh to Kodesh, from holy clothes to holy clothes. And for that matter, when he goes to the Kodesh Kodeshim, which is Hayat Karet, if he goes in Betul'ah, or for that matter, when he goes into the Kodesh, which is also Hayat Karet if you go Betul'ah. So as before he goes to the Kodesh Kodeshim, you got to go to the Mikveh. So you're going from a place that's Hayat Karet to a place that's Hayat Karet, which means it's not equal Kedusha, but, but it's equal Kedusha. punishment. That if you went in there, it's still got to go to the Mikveh between them. Ta'un Tevila, he needs Tevila. Hameshanim Mechol LaKodesh. A Kohen going in the Bet HaMikdash to serve in the morning. He's changing from his hall. He's changing from his weekday clothes into Bigdel Lavan, let's say. Or Bigdel Lavan, or Bigdel Zahav, whatever it is. He's going from outside the Beit Hamikdash where there's no Yisud Karet into the Beit Hamikdash where there is Karet. It's a Kadvachomer. You think if the Kohen Gadol Akipur's got a dip between Kodesh to Kodesh and between Makom Kadosh to Makom Kadosh, or the more so a guy that's coming into the Beit Hamikdash to serve in the morning, where he's changing his mundane clothes. Why he doesn't sleep with his big day Zahab or big day Lavan, he wears a regular suit. When he comes to the better he changes. So you're going from big day Hot to big day Kodesh, and you're going from the, the area that's not Kadosh to an area that's Kadosh, it's a Kadvah Omer. Look at Rashi. Tevila zu, shel kol shachrit lama letahor. Why is a tahor fellow have to dip when he goes into Azar in the morning? Umah mishanim kodesh kohen gadol bechamesh avodot piyom kipurim hamishtanot mechutz lefanim. Right, umepanim lachutz sheshneim mekomot kodesh. This is on the place. Now, from Rashi, it's mashma that he's learning that mikodesh the kodesh in the Mishnah is place. Meaning, you're going from a place that's kodesh, that's with the regular kodesh, to a place that's kodesh to the kodesh kohen for example. So every time he switches from one area to another, he still got to go to the mikveh. Tanat to what you're sending as a question on Rashi. It's redundant to Mishnah. But it says, Ben Kodesh, Ben Kodesh, Ben Makom, Shehayav Karet, Ben Makom, Shehayav Karet. 
to a place where you hayat kare, to a place of hayat kare. That's Kodesh the Kodesh. It's the same thing. So that for Yishanim learns, like we said, that Kodesh the Kodesh is going on the garments. Meaning every time he changes from the Kodesh garments of Lavan to the Kodesh garments of Zahav, and vice versa, he needs a Tevilam between. So Kalvahomer, a person that's coming to the Beit HaMikdash for the first time, where he's changing from Big Dehol to Big Deh Kodesh. And he's going from a place where it's not hayat kare to a place where it's hayat kare. Kava Omri has to dip in the Mikveh. So it's important. Machloket Nashi and the Tosfot Yishanim. Comes the Gemara says, so according to Ben Zoma, I want to point out, it's a Kava Homer. Now a Kava Homer has a Deen Torah. So it's a Doraita. When you make a Kava Homer, that has a Torah uh, status level. So therefore, according to Ben Zoma, this Chayuf Tevila is Doraita. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Srach Tevila Izu, Kedeshi Yizkor Tum'ah Yeshana Shabiyado V'yifrosh. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, this is a Gezerah. This is Rabbinical Tevila. Uh, it's a Gezerah. What's the Gezerah? Because maybe a guy, let's say, is really Tameh. But he forgot that he's Tameh. And we don't want the guy who's Tameh just to walk into the Beit HaMikdash and go serve. So what do we tell every guy? Wow. Go to the mikveh. Now when he goes to the mikveh, he's going to start remembering. Oh, what, what, what's going on? I, I can't go to the mikveh. Right. I have uh, two more days. I have, uh, have to wait. I have to no, wait for no, no. the oh, so the so the mikveh is really to remind the guy that maybe he has another tumah on him, and therefore he won't enter. So, but if you tell him, uh, anybody who starts going, so I have to hold a walk in. By, a lot, by making him go to the mikveh, he'll be cognizant of now to have a to remind him. Kabbalah Rashi, Rashi says, "Slach tevilahizu en kan chovam in the Torah." There's no chovah according to the Biyuda from the Torah. Ela l'slach. What does that mean, l'slach? V'litpos b'shem tevilah. We wanted to remind him or to be attached to tevilah. Kedel la'alot alev. We want him to be remember she'en tevila ela letemeim that you know who goes to the mikveh temeim v'latet lelibon yesh tumalav we want him to be cognizant maybe you have tumah on you the yiskor tumah yishanash yesh alav maybe there's an old tumah that he has on him v'shakha v'yifrosh milabol azarayom and then he'll stop going to the azara ad shi'arif shemsho. Till he has Hayedev Shemesh, till the night falls. So therefore, according to the Biyuda, that's clearly a rabbinical enactment why you have to go to the Mikveh. Yeah. And Benjamin says. Benjamin, I'm going to write So comes the Gemara and says. It's only the first Tevilah. First Tevilah. Right. We're only talking about the first Tevilah. We're not talking about Kohen Gadol Kippur now. Would be still or We're just discussing now the first Tevila of a Kohen Gadol or a regular Kohen on any day of the year. So the Kabbalah says, What is the root of the argument over here? The Mahlukin is based on, let's say a Kohen did the service without going to the Mikveh. Is the service uh, valid or invalid? According to Ben Zoma, if a Kohen did not go and do that initial dipping, his Avoda is going to be invalid. Therefore, he holds the Doraita, you got to go dip. According to the Behuda, even if he didn't do this Tevila, since he had a status of Tahor, the Avoda is not invalid. So, therefore, that's the Mahloket, Rashi. Ben Zoma, Damar, Deoraita, 
קוייטה בן צומרת זה דין דאורייתא שאין ניתן קל וחומר להידרש ואיקוס קל וחומר זה דאורייתא חדיה עבודתו מחוללת So the Avodah without the Stevilah Deorah is going to be invalid. The Rabbi Yudah Adamah, the Rabban Anui, no Mechel. Because the Gavrazah, Ben Zoma, me Mechel. According to Ben Zoma, is it really invalid? That Tanya, we have a Braita, Kohen Gadol Shelo Tabal. That's why you have a Kohen Gadol, it does not go to the Big Bear. Velo Kidesh Ben Beged Le Beged U Ben Avodah Le Avodah. And for that matter, he didn't even go to the mikveh between the switching of his garments, between the big day lavan and the big day zahav, etc. Uben avodah laavodah, and between the different services, avodato kesherah. His avodah is kesherah. Echad kohen gadol, veechad kohen idiot, shelo kidesh yadav veraglav shacharit. Now. Whether it's a Kohen Gadol, Kohen Ediot, that he didn't wash his feet or hands. Forget about Mikveh, Nul Halakha. He didn't even wash his hands and feet. The Avad, Avodato, Avodato, Pesula. That already is Pasul. So therefore there's a difference between Mikveh and Kiddush Adam Reglaim. Everybody has to do Kiddush Adam Reglaim. You didn't do Kiddush Adam Reglaim when you entered the Beit HaMikdash. Avodato, Pesula. But what? You see that a Kohen Gadol, where is the source, incidentally, of Ben Zoma's Derasha? What's Ben Zoma's Kavahomet based on? From the Kohen Gadol Kippur. Derefuat, the Kohen Gadol on Kippur. Who has to dip between Begadim to Begadim, let's say, Big Day Kodesh to Big Day Kodesh? So this guy is coming in that's going from Big Day Hot to Big Day Kodesh Kavahomet. But if the Kohen Gadol himself, if he didn't dip between the Begadim, his Avodotos Keshera, so a regular guy that doesn't go dip in the Beit HaMikdash when he enters and he was Tahor, certainly he's not going to be invalid. So therefore Ben Zoma must hold that Tebilah is not, lack of Tebilah does not invalidate the service. So we're back to the question, what's the Mahloket between Ben Zoma and the Biyuda? Don't tell me the Mahloket is if it invalidates it or not. Because even according to Ben Zoma it doesn't invalidate it. Again, what's his whole source? His whole source for this Tebilah when you enter the Beit HaMikdash from the Kohen Gadol. And we know there's a writer that says even the Kohen Gadol that didn't do Tevilah bin Kodesh to Kodesh is Kishira, is Avodato Kishira. So Kodshikin, who you're learning to, is going to be Kishira as well. So what's the source of the Mahloket? Ela lemekam be'aseh kamepalge. The Mahloket is, do you transgress a positive commandment, which means you get an aseh. Leben zoma ka'e be'aseh. According to Ben Zoma, yes, there's a positive commandment over here. Rashi says, Mikal v'chomer, the Kohen Gadol, sh'over ba'aseh k'dikhtiv, v'rahas et b'saro b'mayim. By the Kohen Gadol, it says, v'rahas b'saro. There's a positive commandment clearly by the Kohen Gadol. So it's coming to tell you, that positive commandment by the Kohen Gadol extends to even a regular Kohen that goes during the year. So that's a big hadush, that you're in contempt of a positive commandment in the Torah, according to Ben Azai. That it be, or, or, or that he's obligated from an aseh as well. The Rabbi Yehuda, no ka'e ba'aseh. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's no aseh. It's a gizrat al-banan. What's Rabbi Yehuda's logic? The gizrat, the guy might have a tumah on him, and he forgot that he has a tumah, so we keep him cognizant of his tumah, so we say that he should go to the mikveh. So that's a big nafkamina. Is there an aseh on the person to go dip? Or not? Umi it le. Rabbi Yehuda, hai sevara. Hold it. Rabbi Yehuda, hold of this sevara, that... We make you go to the mikveh, uh, even though you're tahor. Gezerah, that maybe you have a tumah on you to remind you. Is that so? Ve'atanya, we have a b'raita. Nesorah, tobel ve'omeh bishar nikanor. 
Remember we learned uh, about the Mitzorah that has a seven-day process of uh, purifying himself. And then on the night of the seventh, he goes to the Mikveh. On the day of the seventh, he goes to the Mikveh, actually. And then on the eighth day, he has to bring Korbanot. Now, he has to go into the special area. They call it the Shkata Mitzorahim. And he would stand there. And after, put his uh, right hand in the Kodesh area. And they would sprinkle uh, his thumb with the blood and the oil. And the Alakha says that he has to go to the Mikveh again on the eighth day. Even though he went to the Mikveh once already on the 7th, still he has to go to the Mikveh on the 8th day, because now he's entering the Beit HaMikdash to be sprinkled. So the Gemara says again, mm-hmm. He would stand by the gate of the Kanor, which is on the, like the borderline, mm-hmm. right before the uh, Kodesh, and he would just stick his hand inside. Rabbi Yudah Omer, the Bihuda says, no, the Mitzvah on the eighth day, he doesn't need Tevilah. He just went to the Mikveh, let's say the night before. Okay, the night before. So therefore, what's he got to go again? So that's a question. Hey, the Bihuda, you're the one that said that you have to go to the Mikveh every time you go to the Beit HaMikdash. Gezerah, that maybe you have a Tum'ah. Here, when it comes to the Mitzvah, we say he doesn't have to. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Ha'u kedetani ta'ma. But we have a reason over there why enough to go. Shekevar tavam lebairef. We went last night. Which is, day not going to Which is, the view that normally would tell you got to go to the Mikveh, because maybe he has a tumah that he forgot. Does this guy forget that he has a tumah? He just went to the Mikveh last night. What happened from last night to today? What is he forgetting? So therefore, the Gemara does not see a question from this against the Yudah. So much so the Gemara says, la, And the one that asked this question, my Karela, what was he thinking? Which means, it's Bifenush. It clearly says in the Braita that the reason why he doesn't have to go to the on the eighth day is because he just went the night before. What were you thinking to ask a question from this statement against Rabbi Yudah? Isn't it obvious? So the Gemara says, No, Mishum de Ahariti Ale. Because they really was a setup to ask another question against the Biuda to bring a contradiction. Why? In this bright clearly the Biuda said eighth day, Mitzurah does not have to go to the mikveh. But there's another statement that says Nishkat Mitzuraim. Why was it called the chamber of the Mitzuraim? Shisham Mitzuraim Toblin. Uh, that's where the Mitzuraim used to go to the mikveh. She's on the eighth day, that a special area for all Mitzuraim that would go to the Mikveh. So the Mikveh says, Why they call this Kap Mitzuraim? Shesham Mitzuraim Tovlim. The Biudah Omer, Lo Mitzuraim Bilvad Amru. Not only Mitzuraim, Ela Kol Adam. Anybody that went to the Beit HaMikdash would dip in that area. But what do you see? Lo Mitzuraim Bilvad. Not only Mitzuraim, which means even the Biudah says the Mitzuraim, Goes to the mikveh on the eighth day. Anybody. So now you have a everybody. I understand, but we have a question now from the biudah himself to the biudah. And the first bright that said mitzurah aim would have to go to the mikveh for they went the night before. And this bright that says you know why it's called the shkat mitzurah aim. The biudah says not only because mitzurah aim go there, but everybody goes there. Hold it. That's a stira. Again, in the first bright that the biudah said he doesn't have to go to the mikveh on the eighth day. Because he went the night before. And this bright that says he has to go on the eighth day. Doesn't say anything about that he go the night before or not. This why it's called the Shkata Mitzuraim. In the Beit HaMikdash there is a certain chamber. In the Beit HaMikdash. 
That means when, when does he come to the Beit Hamikdash? Following that, on eighth day. So I say, why do you call this Katam Surahim? He dips anywhere at night. He's not going to the Mitzvah Mikdash at night. What do I care? He's, he's, he's dipping in his house at night. I mean, the Mitzvah. The Mitzvah in the Beit Hamikdash, the Buddha is clearly saying, the Mitzvah as well as other people who needed to go to the Mikvah would go to that Mikvah. So make up your mind, the Buddha. Does the Mitzvah have to dip on the eighth day or not? So the Gemara says, Lakashya. Had it tabil, had it not tabil. Very easy. In the case where he doesn't have to go, it's talking about where he went to the mikveh on the seventh night. And in this case of his tumah, where he didn't go to the mikveh. Very easy. So the Gemara says, wait. Right. Hold it. If he didn't go to the mikveh the day before, now he's going to go on the eighth day, he needs he'alif shemesh. Which means you cannot just go, go to the mikveh and bring a korban. You're going to have to wait until the nightfall. So therefore, that's not an option. So Gibran says, Eda idi vi idi the tabir. I'll tell you both, he went on this boat, but I thought I talking about where he went to the mikveh on the seventh. Had asach darteh, had lo asach darteh. One bride that's talking about where he didn't take his mind off of the tahara, and therefore since his mind was still on the tahara, he was watching himself, therefore he's careful, eight day doesn't need a tabirah. Mashaykin over he went on the seventh, he had the alif shemish, but he took his mind off of protecting himself from Tum'ah. And therefore, he has to go to the mikveh again on the 8th. Because from this Gemara you see, well, it's not enough to go to the mikveh. You have to now protect yourself from Tum'ah. But if he had to say Hadat, if his mind was taken off his Ta'ara, he has a problem. Gemara says, hold it. If he took his mind off the Ta'ara, so now already you have to suspect that he came in contact with the myth. Now if he came in contact with a mat, he's going to need sprinkling on the third and seventh day. Because, maybe, maybe he has to say Hadad. Anybody. If you tell me that he has to say Hadad, Why? So back to the question. Rabbi Yudah, what's the case where you're telling me you have to go to the mikveh on the eighth day. Right. And don't tell me somehow we had a sehat da'at, because the mikveh would not be enough. You'd have to be sprinkled by the paraduma three and seven. Yeah. I have to tell you both cases, he didn't have a sehat da'at. When you go to the mikveh on the seventh, so of course it's part of the Mitzvah process as well, but you also have to have kavanah that you're dipping al daat to enter the Beit Hamikdash. See, the rabbis put a special stringency in the in the law of entering the Beit Hamikdash. It's not enough to go to the mikveh. You have to have daat when you went into the mikveh that it's al daat biat the mikdash. And if if he did that on the seventh day, no problem, he's covered on the eighth. But she'egin if he dipped on the seventh just from mitzvah. But he left Kamanah Biat Mikdash, so he has to go again into the. Um, he has to go again. Another answer. Tani, you know how to learn that Braita? Lo mitzoraim amru elakol adam. Change the view of that statement. Yeah, which means the reason why the name of the room is called Lishkat Mitzoraim. So we, our original text was the Buddha said, not only Mitzoraim go there, but everybody. Now learn it like this. No. <laughs> Mitzuraim don't go there. Only everybody. Only other people. Jesus is challenging. Why should he call this guy Mitzuraim? 
Rabbis, why are you calling Yishkam Tzoraim? Tzoraim don't go there. Mm-hmm. Only other people go there. So therefore, for other people go there, the Bihudah really holds that the Bitzorah does not have to go to the Mikveh on the eighth day, because he dipped already on the seventh. So there was two answers how to reconcile this stira. Now let's catch up in Rashis. Let's start from Rashi Umi Itle the Bihudah Achsevara. It's all the way up there. It's of course not going to Bach. Does it mean that everybody that enters the needs he has to dip again on the eighth day when he brings his korbanot. He stands by the gate of the korban. So he can stick his hand and his leg, his feet in. Because on his thumb and his big toe, they place from the blood and they place also the oil. Of course, you have to go to make on the eighth day. Because already he went to the Yudah right before, the day before. The Yudah al-Ta'meh. Ta'mar en tibidat sha'ri taba'im na'zara ila l'skor tum'ay yishana. It's always why you got to go to the Yudah to remember, to remind them maybe of an old Tum'ah that was on. V'zeh, in sarikh lekach. Sha'ri taba'al emesh, l'kor tum'ah sha'ra. The seventh day went to the Yudah for all the Tum'ah that were on him. So the Gemara says, Udekarila ma'ikarila. The one that was asking on the Yudah, in the Beit Midrash, from this Mishnah, Lama nit'asik? What was he getting involved in? The, the, the reason is given, meaning, what were you asking? Because they're entering their behonot into the azara. The Buddha came along and said, not only Mesoraim, but everybody. everybody. Which means, from the fact that the Buddha said, not only. Mitzuraim, Mikhlal, to eat the Tevilah Mitzurah. That must be the Mitzurah, those have to go to Mikveh on the eighth day. So it says, the Lord Tabilu be'er Mitzurahato. So one answer was, that was, he didn't go to the Mikveh the night before. But we rejected that because we said, you need the Arif Shemesh. So the Gemara says, Asa'date, Mishmirat Gufo. Now he took his mind off for watching himself. Sadiq Haza'a, Shemin Nikhnas Oil Amit. Maybe he went to a tent of a man. Velo Sam Elibo. Right? Now, now, so we gave two answers. One answer was that the reason why he has to go to the Mikveh on the 7th, 8th day is because he didn't have Kabana when he dipped for Bi'at Mikdash for entering the Bet Mikdash. Second answer, that really according to the Biyuda, you don't have to go to the Mikveh on the 8th day. And really he's saying that Lishkat Mitzurahim, there's no reason to call Lishkat Mitzurahim. It's really a Lishkat that other people went, but Mitzurahim don't have to go because he really went on the seventh day. Ravina Ravina gives a third answer. Rabbi Yehuda l'divrehem de Rabbanan ka'amar dehu. Keep the girsah that we have. Keep the girsah that says, Velo Mitzurahim bilvad ela kol adam. But Rabbi Yehuda was not talking in his shita. He was talking to the rabbis, to the Tanakhama of that Mishnah, that said it's called the Shkat Mitzuraim, because Mitzuraim dipped there. So he says, Lididi Mitzurah in Sarikh Tevilah. He doesn't. According to me, a Mitzurah does not need a Tevilah. Lididhu. But according to you, Oduli Izi, Izi would be Habibi, meaning my, my dear ones, my, my, my friends, Miat. Delo mitzuraim bilvad amru ela kol adam. 
which is I, according to you, as according to me, I hold Mitzrayim Nagoro. So there's no reason to call this place Lishkat Mitzrayim. But according to you, at least agree that not only Mitzrayim went there, others went there as well. And therefore, why would you call Lishkat Mitzrayim? So he wasn't referring to himself. He says, for me, only been regular guys go there. No, no, Mitzrayim at all. But according to you, that same Mitzrayim do go there? You got to agree to me that they weren't the only ones that went there. Other people went as well. So therefore he was talking in Hakamim's opinion, not in his own opinion. Look at Rashi. Rashi di Buddha Matil. Okay. Now comes the Gibran says, Virabanan. So the rabbis, how do they answer? Why do they call it the Shkat? Mitsuraim. So the Gibran says, and the rabbis, Mitsura Daish Bitumah. A Mitsurah, he's Daish Bitumah, meaning he's what I call steeped in Tumah. Or he's yeah. accustomed to Tum'ah. Bottom line, the Mitzvah was Tamir for seven days. I mean, he's involved in Tum'ah. Kol Adam lo daishe betum'ah. But a regular person is not daish betum'ah. Regular guy's ta'or. He's not involved in Tum'ah. Which is, you know what the rabbis are saying? The rabbis are saying now that, you know why it's called the Shkat Mitzvah Because only Mitzvah went there. But they hold a regular guy that's ta'or does not have to go to the Mikveh before he goes to the Bet HaMikdash. So you have a third opinion here. Oh. You have Ben Betera that's or Ben Zoma that says Deoraita. You have Rabbi Yehuda that says Derabanan, and now you have the rabbis of that Mishnah that are saying they don't got to go at all. You know why it's called the Shkat Mitzuraim? Because it's from Mitzuraim. Why Mitzuraim? Because they're involved in Tumah. So they're involved in Tumah, so they have to go to the Mikveh again on the eighth day. But she ain't a regular guy. So therefore, there's an opinion that we found over here of Tanaim that want to say you don't even have to go if you you know you're Tahor and you were not involved in Tumah you don't have to dip you're good. So that again is the third Shita. Look at Rashi Daish betumah or Tatumah vehurgal adachshav liga betumah, which means he's accustomed to touching things that are tamir. Why? Because he's a mitzvah anyway. It didn't matter. It didn't mean, but he's accustomed. But he's just coming off an habitual touching tumah out of habit. Again, it's hard to break a habit for seven days or even for more. He was touching tumah because the Kohen told him you're a mitzvah anyway. It doesn't matter. So he went to the mikveh. It's quite possible that in his habit for seven days that he's not being careful. He wasn't careful again. That maybe after Tevila, he went back to his old habits mm-hmm. and touched. So however, according to a regular guy, no problem. Mm-hmm. So that's the understanding. And that's why the rabbi is called Mishkat Mitzuraim. Because it's Davka for the Mitzuraim. And that's what the Yehuda was saying. Rabbis, <clears throat> listen, I don't agree that Mitzuraim go. But agree to me regular that regular people go. So why would you call the Shkat Mitzrayim? They said, no, we don't agree to you. Regular people don't come. Regular people are not involved in Tum'ah. And therefore, Davka they call it the Shkat Mitzrayim. Mm-hmm. That comes to Gimbalah and says, last point. Amar le Abaye le Rabbi Yosef. Abaye tells Rabbi Yosef. Nema Rabbanan de Paligi ale de Rabbi Yehuda ke ben Zoma svida lehu. The first Braita that we quoted, we said in the first Braita, Hatanya, all the way up, Mitzorah Tobel Ve'omed Bishar Nikanor. 
Right, the first uh, Shita said the Mitzorah goes to the Mikveh on the eighth day and he stands at Charlie Kanor and Rabbi Yehuda Omer Eno Tzarik Tevilah Rabbi Yehuda Shana Yerani Tevilah Now that Tanakama of that Brayta Brayta number one we'll call it When the Rabbi say a Mitzorah Tomer Ve'omer Shari Kanor What do they hold? Do they hold only a Mitzorah? Or do they hold everybody? Which means we definitely know the rabbis of the second Braita. Now, according to Ravina's answer, clearly hold a regular guy does not have to go to the mikveh at all. Only mitzorah. We want to know in the first Braita. When the Braita said, mitzorah stands at Shamik, mitzorah tovem, nikanor, what does that opinion hold? Is that opinion dafka mitzorah or huadin, uh, everybody else? So the Gemara says, Maybe they all like Ben Zuma really that everybody has to go to the mikveh as well. Meaning, like Ben Zuma that holds, there's a deen de oraita to go to the mikveh. So Sfot points out, it's lavdafka Ben Zuma. Could be they hold like the Yehuda, meaning that it's the Rabbanan. The point is, could be the Tanakhama holds that there's a hayu for everybody to go to the mikveh. So why they say Mitzorah? Ve'hai diktani Mitzorah the reason why they chose the case of Mitzorah, to show us the strength of the Yehuda, that even a Mitzorah, that's Daesh B'Tum'ah, still he does not have to go to the Mikveh on the eighth day. Again, Tanakama said what? A Mitzorah goes to the Mikveh and stands at Chani Kanor. So we're questioning. Well, could be that Tanakama says not only a Mitzorah. Who had the regular guy's got to go to the Mikveh? Before he enters the Beit HaMikdash. So why do you choose the case of Mitzorah? To show you how lenient the Biyudah was. I mean the Biyudah says even a Mitzorah. That's Daesh B'Tum'ah. Still does not have to go to the Mikveh on the eighth day. Or Dilma. Or maybe I go the other way. Shani Mitzorah the Daesh B'Tum'ah. Or maybe Davka Tanakama is saying, you know why Mitzorah? Because he's Daesh B'Tum'ah. But a regular guy. No. And therefore the Tanakama of the first bright and the Tanakama of the second bright of the Mishnah are saying the same thing. So Amale Shani Mitzurah the Daish Betumah. Wow. So therefore, Tanakamah the Abraham was only talking about Mitzurah, and therefore Nikanami, the two rabbis of the Bright and the subsequent Mishnah are agreeing with each other that only Mitzurah, but not a regular person. So it comes that we have three legitimate Shitot. We have the two Shitot in our Mishnah that would be Ben Zoma and. Rabbi Yehuda, based on Al-Mishnah that says a regular guy has to go to the Mikveh before he goes to Azara. Then we have the two rabbis' opinions of the Mishnah and the Baraita over there by Mitzorah. Now look at Rashi. That agreed. That's say you do not have to go to the Mikveh. Look at Rashi. Nema Rabbanan de Padigal Rabbi Yehuda Bematnita Kamaita. In the first Baraita, Diktani Mitzorah Tobel Ve'omed. What was the first Baraita? A Mitzorah stands... Uh, by Shani Kanor, right? Maybe they are like Ben Zoma, the Amar de Oraitai, the Khol Adam, Hilka Kloshena Tabal Mibahere, Veloshana Lotabal. It doesn't matter whether they went to the Mikveh or not, meaning everybody goes to the Mikveh, you gotta go before uh, before you enter. Now Velav Ainura Banad Manitin. Now obviously that's not gonna be the rabbis of the second Mishnah, the Padigi Aleb Mishnah the Midot. Because the, that's the Mishnah Midot, the second Mishnah, that clearly says the rabbis hold, nobody has to go to the Mikveh, only a Mitzvah because of Daesh Tumah, or Dilma, Hada Tanahi. Or maybe you'll say it's all the same Tanah. 
And what? Veshani Mitzurah the day is betumah. And the reason why Mitzurah he chose is because Davka a Mitzurah. And the Kabbalah's answer is, you're right, it's Davka Mitzurah. So it comes out the Braita. I'm going to tell you where that Braita is. The Braita in Nigaim. That's Mitzurah, Tobil, Vomishan, Nikanon. And the Mishnah in Midot are consistent. The second Mishnah is in Midot. That's the Mishnah that says, Lishkata Mitzuraim, Shesham Mitzuraim, Tovrim. So Davka Mitzuraim, that's clear. And the one in Nigaim uh, as well. When it said that the Mitzuraim go to Megan, stand the Chani Kurds, Davka Mitzuraim as well. So because you have three Shitot, you have Ben Zomad, the Oraita, the Biudad, the Rabbanan, on a regular guy going into the Beth Mikdash on any given day before he goes in, and you have Rabbanan in the Gaim and Midot that say, no, Davka Mitzuraim, because he's Daish Betumah. But a regular guy, if he's Tahor, his status is Tahor, and therefore he does not have to go to the Mikdash.